Welcome to Adolescence and Beyond, the space for figuring out parenting styles, relationships with your teenager and young adult, and most of all, understanding you. I'm your host, Gina Dermody, Adolescent Psychotherapist, and we're going to take a deep dive into understanding our best strengths, our scary challenges, and the opportunities we have to figure out Adolescence and Beyond. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Uh, I have a very interesting guest today. I'm with Ryan Lenehan, who describes himself as a trainee strength and conditioning coach. And Ryan is based here in Toom and Ryan is a rugby player. Uh, a fabulous young athlete, a uh, personal trainer, and he is all things to a lot of young people who seek out his support here in Shum. So Ryan, you came to visit me today. And I suppose as a young man who's starting off on your journey, I want to know a little bit about what's it like to be a, a, a strength and conditioning coach now working with young people. Thanks for the great introduction. <laughs> You're very welcome, Ryan. Very um, welcome. Working with young people. Um, I guess you get to see the whole host of different personalities and characteristics that each young person and even adults bring to the gym. I mean, we, we must have over 100 different young kids and young adults in the gym every week. Wow. Every month, between teams and our own teen and children classes. Yeah. But yeah, must be over 100 and you get to see each individual. And I suppose, Ryan, you know, we all know, yes, health and exercise, it's good for mental health, it's good for the physical body. But I suppose me speaking as an adult, you know, it's a struggle to do it. It's a struggle to stay disciplined. So I'm thinking if young people come into you, the, the earlier they start, the earlier they get this idea about their health and well-being, the better it is. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, if not even just for the physical side of things, but the social side of things and just creating that almost culture of keeping fit and keeping healthy as they grow up so obviously we try and teach them technique and the basics and all that but there's a lot of kids that come just for the social interaction as in they don't play any other sports of course they have school but mm. they come and they hang out with their friends as well as working out and learning as well too so you say right that there's over a hundred and that's a lot of different personalities mm. and there's some that are what would be considered sporty some natural athletes some reluctant athletes they don't fit on a team so how do, how do you work with young people how do you make them see that who they are and what they have is like is really good i guess i try to get to know each of them as they come in um, and you just try to interact with them and relate to them as much as you can because everyone has something to offer everyone has something you can relate to and 
I guess just over time, the kids start to warm to you and they start to kind of integrate into the group. It just takes a little bit of encouragement and I guess that's it, encouragement really, just trying to push them into socializing with each other and interacting. Sometimes it takes different types of games or even just putting a pair of people together who wouldn't usually talk and put them into some interactive or some teamwork sort of activity where they have to communicate and, and work together. But it's different for each kid, you know, some, some of them are more outgoing than others and it just takes time really. So you get a nice balance, you're good at encouraging them and obviously you have the, the, the young people that, you know, maybe are reluctant athletes or maybe feel they don't fit and you get the others who are high energy and it sounds like what you do is you get them all working together you get them developing their personality oh definitely yeah um because just because someone is sporty or a great athlete doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily excel when it comes to the gym or Excel when it comes to working with a group. Yeah. Whereas people who are less sporty, maybe they're great at communicating, maybe they're great at working with a group. So it just helps people on both ends of the spectrum kind of not fill the gaps, but to, to work in other areas. Well, it must be a great feeling if you're a young person and you've got someone like you facilitating that kind of growth, facilitating that you know, sense of self, sense of whether it's physical ability, whether they become good conversationalists. It sounds like you're covering like a lot of angles there. I like to think so, yeah. And it's not just me, obviously we have the other guys at the gym and they all, they like to see that everybody excels, obviously, but not necessarily in terms of their squat or their push or whatever. I mean, we take just as much pride in seeing someone come out of their shell or someone start to make a conversation or chat with the other kids in the group. And you have a particular strength, obviously, I know from going to the gym, you have a great strength in remembering people's names. You have a great strength in just giving a little personal, I think, nudge at times. How, how did that come about in you? Like what, what, what's been your journey into becoming a strength and conditioning coach? Um, in, in terms of the names thing and, and the little personal things, that's a conscious effort. Um, I mean, starting out, I'm only, I'm only here in the gym a year. So starting out, I would have been probably 19 at the time. And I guess when you come into a gym, you kind of want to earn the respect of obviously your co-workers, but also the people in the gym because obviously they're much older and <laughs> more mature than you are. So steady, was, steady there now on the was, older. Yeah, okay, older. <laughs> and I guess just want to, to, to start to integrate into the group because the gym isn't just clients and trainers. It's, it's, kind of, it's, it's a group. Everyone is at um, the same level. Mm. So it's just make that conscious effort to learn something about someone, remember their names, so that when you do meet them again, you can kind of connect with them or you can start a conversation a little bit easier. So how, tell me about you, Ryan, because you're 20 now, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, how, to me, that's a great 
intervention you have it it seems like it comes naturally to you but you're saying yeah I make a conscious effort I, I work on that how did you decide what it is you wanted to do um I guess I always had an interest in sport and fitness um when I was younger I was probably a little bit a little bit overweight and I maybe when I started secondary school I took a real interest in getting fit and um, kind of trying to not really to lose weight but more just basically to get more fit because I was playing sport at the time and, and I wanted to keep up and then one thing led to another and I just kind of got into the gym and all that sort of thing but I didn't know this is what I wanted to do mm. it was just something I had an interest in and then I went through junior search and transition year and I had an idea that I wanted to be an engineer or something to do with maths. Mm. And that had always been my plan, really. And then something changed in maybe fifth year. I was like, I don't really want to do that anymore. I had no interest in really... I liked maths, but I didn't, couldn't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Yes. Of course, it doesn't have to be like that. But yeah. that was my thinking. And... Covid probably came around around that time. I can't remember exactly when, but obviously spending more time online and sitting at home, yeah. I was getting more interested in the gym and that kind of thing. So I decided, I think maybe I'd like to be a personal trainer, something to do with the gym anyway. And that was kind of it. I finished school. I got. I applied for my. I think at the time it was financial maths or engineering in my CAO and then I got my offer and I deferred for the year and I took the year to do a personal training course so I think as soon as I left school I made to have taken two or three months saved up some money done my personal training course and then started looking for jobs in gyms and September rolled around I hadn't found a job in a gym as of then but I knew I didn't want to go to college, so I didn't take up on my deferred offer. So you um, trusted yourself? Well, I, yeah, I backed myself, but it, I wasn't even backing myself. I just knew I didn't want to do this other thing, mm. and I knew I'd, I'd figure something out. Because the biggest challenge, and you probably see it now working with young people, the biggest challenge at the minute is this debilitating anxiety and this lack of faith in themselves and what they think they're supposed to do. And yet you're describing, I mean, we know COVID for most young people was really hard, really difficult. I mean, they, they were, I think, the biggest affected in the population, those and older people. And so you were in fifth year, you, you had a plan. There was things you found that you were gravitating towards the, the maths, the engineering. And then it's like you stopped and you went, nah, hang on a second, this ain't London right. So did you get anxious during that time? Did you panic? Did you think, oh shit, I don't know what I want to do? Or did you go with what seems to be, there's an ease in you, like a, a trust in you? I think there probably was a little bit of stress. Mm. Because, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but college was the, the safe option. Mm. That was Ryan Lenehan that you were listening to there. And you would have heard an awful lot more if I hadn't pressed 
the delete button instead of the save button. I had a very interesting conversation with Ryan and it was actually illuminating in terms of his philosophy about what we can do. And what we can do is anything that moves our body, no matter what our interest in, what our level of goals are or our purposes. And Ryan works with people who just want to get fit. He works with young groups, individuals to top performing athletes. He said, we all have the ability to do something. What he believes happened for him is that he was always interested in doing something physically. And he feels this sustained him through school, certainly kept anxiety, stress or tension, which he doesn't feel he really had. But the physical movement of his body kept it at bay. And his belief is that the younger you can do that from, the more balance then you get between body and mind. He said, yes, young people can overthink a lot. And when they're in the gym, they're not actually overthinking. They're, they're socializing, they're engaging in activity. They're seeing themselves what they're capable of. So he said it isn't about him telling you know young people, oh, you can do this or you can do that. They see the evidence for themselves when they perform and when they take part. And he said they're, they're good observers of themselves and they're good at seeing you know, what their ability is then and how they want to tweak that or how they want to change it. And Ryan feels that when he works with young people, there's an energy, there's an enthusiasm, there's an actual interest. So there isn't much time for worrying and stressing. And I asked him you know, if he believed that this was very important for all young people, no matter their ability. And he said, absolutely. He said, we shouldn't really measure people on whether they're a good athlete or not. Because he said, some people like group sports, some people simply don't. But there's absolutely something for everyone when we decide to move our body and when we decide we can. He also took me on a journey that explained, you know, what it was like for him to have made a decision about either doing financial maths or engineering and then changing his mind because it just didn't feel right. And he feels that he trusted himself, that he had the support of parents who said, right, well, you know, what do you think you need to do? And he said this gave him the impetus to then move into an area of personal training and to actually see, well, what would this be like for me? And I wonder how this will work out. He said, you know, he doesn't know what the next step is for him, but being 20, he knows he's lots of options. He's not in a hurry. And in listening to him, you know, there, there, there was such a, a calm and there was such a, a belief in, you know, one step at a time. That's what really struck me about him. And I guess my own experience of going into velocity and being trained by Ryan and the other trainers it's, it's literally that one step at a time. Can you encourage yourself a little bit more today? Can you possibly do a bit more? Are you listening to your body? Maybe you're tired today. I mean, I certainly didn't take part in any sports when I was younger. I was actually very scared of the ball and team sports for various reasons, none of which make any sense now. But it, it just didn't feel like my thing. And having, you know, joined gyms and different classes later on, when, when I came to a gym and was actually involved in a program with other people, 
you know, it's 45 minutes three times a week. I know from my own headspace, it is absolutely made a huge difference. And of course, there's a feeling of accomplishment when I see that I'm able to get a little bit stronger in myself, perhaps lift a little bit heavier, perhaps focus my mindset a little bit more. And also knowing when I'm in there and on a certain day and, I, and I'm just tired, I go a little bit lighter. And I, I've learned that from the instructors in there, you know, trust, trust your body, you know, maybe gently nudge your body at times because we can all get caught up in our head. And a lot of the times it will tell us, you know, oh, you can't or maybe not, or we'll even bypass something of what we're experiencing because our head says, oh, ignore it. And we do have a mind and a body. And if we can introduce this to young people, it doesn't have to be competitive. It can be gentle, it can be supportive, it can be kind, it can be rewarding, it can be challenging. Yes, you have a body for life and it needs to speak to your mind and vice versa. I believe it would help an awful lot of young people. I believe some young people need that one-to-one -one activity, some need small groups, some can manage in the larger team group, but all those options should be available to young people and to me strength and conditioning coaches coming into schools educating supporting in a way that says what would you like to do with your body how good do you feel afterwards what's it like for you to move it where does the hesitancy come in i do believe it, it would change a lot of anxiety and the symptoms of school refusal tension that comes with it so it certainly was a pleasure to talk to ryan and I'm very sorry that I cut Ryan off and did not save it. But I guess I'm learning about this too. So until next time, take care everyone. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you would like to ask me a question or perhaps leave me a comment, you'll find me over on Instagram under Adolescence or you can send me a quick email. We're always trying to make life a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. So please take care until we meet again next week.